Welcome to the Confluence Investment Asset Allocation Weekly Podcast. I'm Phil Adler, and I'm joined by Bill O'Grady, Confluence Investment Management Chief Market Strategist. The Asset Allocation Weekly Report, dated October 2nd, 2020, assesses the risk to the markets resulting from political and other disruptions as we move on through this election year. Bill, you mentioned the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg as being up there in terms of potential political and market impact with COVID-19, impeachment, and deteriorating relations with China. Why? 2020 has been a year of outsized events. The year started off with an impeachment acquittal. We have likely experienced the deepest recession since the Great Depression. It may also be the shortest recession on record. The pandemic is probably the worst since the Spanish influenza of 1918. And it has become clear that we are in a great power competition with China. This election was already reflecting sharp divisions in American society. We've discussed these in previous podcasts. The death of Justice Ginsburg puts these divisions in sharp relief and will likely increase voter turnout. For the right, replacing Ginsburg will give conservatives a 6-3 to majority on the Supreme Court and likely bend legal opinions in that direction for generations. For the left, figuring out a way to delay the vote until the next administration would be critical. Failing that, gaining enough of a majority to take measures to dilute the conservative majority could be the next step. In sum, it makes this election a zero-sum outcome, and about half the country will likely be disappointed regardless of the outcome. Although President Trump is moving ahead with the Supreme Court nomination, it's still I think fair to say uncertain whether a new Supreme Court justice can be installed quickly enough to decide any potential dispute over the election outcome. What do you think are are the chances that the uh, election might be disputed? The potential for disruption and disputation is elevated. Our electoral system is run at the state level. It is not a system designed for precision. As the 2000 election showed, divining voter intent can be difficult. Back then, there was the issue of the hanging chads and unclear votes. There are two factors that make this lack of precision less of an issue. There was generally the idea that the party that lost an election was the loyal opposition. That concept has eroded since Bush-Gore. In fact, there has been elements of, of the political sphere that has viewed every president since Bush as being illegitimate to some degree. Once a president is considered illegitimate, the losing party is no longer the loyal opposition, but the resistance. Most elections weren't that close, and so some degree of uncertainty surrounding the vote didn't matter. Simply put, our system isn't designed for close elections. A little bit more about that disputed election in 2000, won by George Bush. How did the stock market react back then? Well, from peak to trough, we saw about a 10% decline in the S&P 500 from the period after the election until the Supreme Court resolved the outcome. Now, fast forward to today. Why might market reaction be possibly different this time around? Well, first off, the divisions in societies are much clearer. Pew surveys in 2000 showed that only 45% of voters believe that whoever won would really matter. For this election, 83% believe the outcome will really matter. And so, with this degree of division, a contested outcome could lead to civil unrest. 
There's another element of risk, which we will talk about in an upcoming weekly geopolitical report, is that if it is an unclear who is actually president, it would create a window of opportunity for Russia, China, Iran, and others to engage in aggression. For example, without a seated president, China may decide it should forcibly take Taiwan. Turkey could take the rest of Cyprus. It could be a very dangerous period. With all of this uncertainty, it would seem that investors might be cautious, even, even fearful. Is there measurable evidence right now suggesting a high level of investor fear and uncertainty? There are two. Uh, the best example we've seen has been this high accumulation of cash. Retail money market funds remain elevated. The other is from the option markets. We are seeing increasing volatility numbers that el indicate unusually elevated activity for the period around the election. Bill, in your written report, you uh, discuss a possible precedent for the current election, but we have to go all the way back to 1876. I, I think I need a a history lesson to fill me in? In that election between Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel J. Tilden, some states in the South were still under reconstruction. Democrats who represented those who supported slavery wanted to end reconstruction. The GOP was generally abolitionist, but only parts of the party. Other parts were more representative of business interests. The vote was very close, and there were disputes over the electors. It took several weeks and lots of backroom dealings to resolve the election. In the end, Hayes, who was from the business wing of the GOP, was given Florida and thus the election. In return, he agreed to end Reconstruction, which allowed the southern states to re-implement suppression of African Americans. In this year's election, the divisions are about as stark and it isn't clear how a close election would be resolved. How did stocks react way back then? Not well, but there were complicating events. The economy was still struggling with the deep recession that began with the Panic of 1873, one that was triggered by a bubble in railroad stocks. And keep in mind, there was no central bank in the U.S. to mitigate the downturn. Still, the S&P 500 fell about 30% from March of 1876 to March of 1877 when the inauguration took place. Of course, we've all been looking at the recent polls for this election. I was curious, many of them do suggest an improving chance of a Biden win. I, I was wondering whether this might be having an impact, this expectation right now on the stock market? Yes. In elections since 1928, our research shows that fears of an incoming Democrat tend to lead to equity weakness in the year of the election if that Democrat wins. So there was a chance that some weakness would develop, and the timing that we're seeing is consistent with similar election cycles. Bill, all of these events, including the recent death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, are increasing caution at confluence investment management regarding investment strategy amid possible market volatility. Key question is, what should investors do? Well, that's a very difficult question, one that the Asset Allocation Committee will be working to answer in the coming weeks. It is likely there will be the potential for risk assets to decline into the election. The question is, what's the duration and what's the magnitude of the decline? If we are facing a deep decline that is short-term in nature, some form of hedging might be appropriate. Adding treasuries or, or cash might make sense. If we are facing a shallow but lengthy decline, modest restructuring would be in order. 
The worst outcome, a deep and prolonged period of weakness would require a much more profound change in portfolios, a structure of defensiveness that would be in place for a long time. Complicating matters would be the reaction of policymakers. Although Congress would be likely unable to act in the near term, the Fed could take steps. The problem is the central bank has already done a lot, and unless it is willing to accept negative nominal yields or massive quantitative easing, there isn't much more that could be done. So for now, we are still assessing the situation. Before Ginsburg, we were leaning toward the worst case being a short duration event, which means we probably wouldn't take aggressive steps. But now we're going to have to revisit that calculus. Thank you, Bill. You can find a link to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report on the front page of confluenceinvestment.com. Also on that page, you can find a link to a PowerPoint presentation discussing charts which support the Confluence outlook. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. This information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Anthony.